McQueen, and this is Footprints of Hope. Stories about people who took their faith and turned it in to a better life. There are two stories today. The first is about a man you might have heard of named Al Capone. Many years ago, Al Capone virtually owned Chicago. Capone wasn't famous for anything heroic. He was notorious for enmeshing the windy city in everything from bootleg booze and prostitution to murder. Capone had a lawyer nicknamed Easy Eddie. He was Capone's lawyer for a good reason. Eddie was very good. In fact, Eddie's skill at legal maneuvering kept Big Al Capone out of jail for a long time. To show his appreciation, Capone paid him very well. Not only was the money big, but Eddie got special dividends as well. For instance, he and his family occupied a fenced-in mansion with live-in help and all the conveniences of the day. The estate was so large that it filled an entire Chicago city block. Eddie lived the high life of the Chicago mob and gave little consideration to his atrocities that went on around him. Eddie did have one soft spot, however. He had a son that he loved dearly. Eddie saw to it that his young son had clothes and cars and a good education. Nothing was withheld. Price was no object. And despite his involvement with organized crime, Eddie even tried to teach him right from wrong. Eddie wanted his son to be a better man than he was. Yet with all his wealth and influence, there were two things he couldn't give his son. He couldn't pass on a good name or a good example. One day, Easy Eddie reached a difficult decision. Easy Eddie wanted to rectify the wrongs that he had done. Easy Eddie decided to go to the authorities and tell the truth about Al Scarface Capone. Clean up his tarnished name and offer his son some semblance of integrity. To do this, he would have to testify against the mob and he knew that the cost would be great, but he testified. Within the year, Easy Eddie's life ended in a blaze of gunfire on a lonely Chicago street. But in Eddie's eyes, he had given his son the greatest gift he had to offer at the greatest price he could ever pay. Police removed from Eddie's pockets a rosary, a crucifix, a religious medallion, and a clipping from a magazine. The clipping read, the clock of life is wound but once, and no man has the power to tell just when those hands will stop at late or early hour. Now is the only time you own. Live, love, toil with a will. Place no faith in time, for the clock may soon be still.
The second story is also about Chicago. World War II produced many heroes. One such man was Lieutenant Commander Butch O'Hare. He was a fighter pilot assigned to the aircraft carrier Lexington in the South Pacific. One day, his entire squadron was sent on a mission. After he was airborne, he looked at his fuel gauge and realized that someone had forgotten to top off his fuel tank. He would not have enough fuel to complete his mission and get back to the ship. His flight leader told him to return to the carrier. Reluctantly, he dropped out of formation and headed back to the fleets. As he was returning to the mothership, he saw something that turned his blood cold. A squadron of Japanese aircraft was speeding its way toward the American fleet. The American fighters were gone on a sortie and the fleet was all but defenseless. He couldn't reach his squadron and bring them back in time to save the fleet, nor could he warn the fleet of the approaching danger. There was only one thing to do. He must somehow divert them from the fleet. Laying aside all thoughts of personal safety, he dove into the formation of Japanese planes. Wing-mounted 50 calibers blazed as he charged in, attacking one surprised enemy plane and then another. Butch wove in and out of the now broken formation and fired at many planes as possible until his ammunition was finally spent. Undaunted, he continued the assault. He dove at all the planes, trying to clip a wing or, or tail in hopes of damaging as many enemy planes as possible and rendering them unfit to fly. Finally, the exasperated Japanese squadron took off in another direction. Deeply relieved, Butch O'Hare and his tattered fighter limped back to the carrier. Upon arrival, he reported in and related the events surrounding his return. The film from the gun camera mounted on his plane told the tale. It showed the extent of Butch's daring attempt to protect his fleet. He had, in fact, destroyed five enemy aircraft. This took place on February 20th, 1942, and for that action, Butch became the Navy's first ace of World War II and the first naval aviator to win the Congressional Medal of Honor. A year later, Butch was killed in aerial combat at the age of 29. His hometown would not allow the memory of this World War II hero to fade, and today O'Hare Airport in Chicago is named in tribute to the courage of this great man. So the next time you find yourself in O'Hare International, give some thought to visiting Butch's memorial, displaying his statue and his Medal of Honor. It is located between Terminals 1 and 2. So, what do these two stories have to do with each other? Butch O'Hare was Easy Eddie's son. How you live your life does matter. God can bless your willingness to try to do better. Just do it.
Amen. This has been a 2021 Footprints of Hope podcast. Original stories by Pastor Mary McQueen. Reach her at Pastor Mary Mac on Twitter. Visit her website, PastorMcQueen.com. Original music and post-production by Ken McQueen. Visit him at threescorefilm.com. Thank you.